Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for life. Hey, two dykes, two dykes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Two Dykes and a Mic. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin, and I'm Rachel Scanlon. If this is your first time listening, you should know that, first of all, we're sisters, also totally straight, although we're also dating. Mackenzie's fingers are literally inside of me right now. You can cut that out, right, Mackenzie? Thanks for listening. We love your gay ear holes. That was really funny. This is by far my most favorite thing that we've ever done on the podcast. I feel very seen. I feel also exposed. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting half roasted, half praised, which is right where I want to be, bitch. I'm nervous that maybe we need to stop saying that we are sisters. sisters. <laughs> we didn't give a script out. We didn't say, say this. We said, you know what? Intro the pod for us. Do what you want to do. Yeah. And so many people are like, Oh, we're sisters. And we bang. Fuck. I feel like very seen. I love this uh, so fucking much. And if this is your first podcast listen to a Two Dykes and a Mic podcast, I am Mackenzie Goodwin. And I am Rachel Scanlon. And, and we, we are, are sisters. not sisters. <laughs> no. We are not sisters. We are not dating. Fuck. If you were my sister, I'd be pissed only because you are like what my parents pictured, I think. I feel like if we were sisters, we would be in a movie where the sisters are rivals. Yeah. And one would be like, I always looked up to you. And the other one would be like, I always looked up to you. When we had that moment. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, we both learned from each other. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's actually very cute. <laughs> oh, like parent trap. Exactly. But, but so I'm, they actually double me. <laughs> so you're not really in the movie. <laughs> I'm the mom. I'm the <laughs> That's hot, though. Yeah. Fuck, that's hot. If you guys want to give us an intro, feel free to record it and send it over to twodikesandamike at gmail.com. This brings me so much joy. It does. That was really good. That was really good. Do you want to tell them what we did yesterday? Yesterday, mm-hmm. we spent the entire day, day together. Mm-hmm. And then we went with our girlfriends to the park. Mm-hmm. You rented a court and we played pickleball for an hour. And we I mean, I had so much fun. I gave us team names. Yes. My energy was at a 12. <laughs> Your energy was at a 12, especially for a team that was getting beaten so badly. I can't believe you would tell for everyone that, by the way. They they would. I'm out of practice. I've been stuck in Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your team name again? Shoulder shrugs. The shoulder shrugs. Yeah. Because Nazara didn't know what to call you guys, so she shrugged her shoulders. And I was like, that's the name. <laughs> and we were the. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, we were pretty good. That was so fun. I had it was such a beautiful night. Yeah, it was great. I actually had an all around amazing night. It was our first double date. 
That's no. It's kind of a double date. You know, I'm morally opposed to double dates. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, I find it um, a waste of my time. You dislike being on a double date. I dislike being on a double date. And this is because Nazara and I still have only been together for, I guess, coming up on three years. That's a That's long a fucking long time. time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I love her so much that I don't want to share her. I literally like if there's time where she's off of work and I'm not doing stand up. Yeah. I want her and I to just be alone together. And the way I am alone with Nazara Mm -hmm. is a side that like not many people see, which is me just gazing into her eyes, like not cracking wide. I'm very like tender and much more calm. And that for me is very vulnerable and I don't really like show that to anyone else. So to be, it's like my brain can't figure out like how to do it. And I also am like, I'm like, you guys, you guys now get to be around both of us, the best two people in the world. I'm like, <laughs> you guys better fucking bring it. And to be quite honest, no one makes the cut. Well, what about me? You guys make the cut and yeah. you make dinner for us. Like, and we spend so much time together that you've also seen me, you know, reading a book in Boston after two shows. That was the funniest thing ever. When we got off two shows, went home and read in our bed. Yeah. You've seen that I, because it, it does like, it takes a lot of hours. You got to put yeah. a lot of time in for me to not be performing for you all to the time. To crack the code. Yeah. Yeah. And very few people, I actually don't know how you cracked it. You, ca- you, you cracked it quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but. Is it my sexuality? It's definitely not that. <laughs> <laughs> it's anything but. <laughs> I do feel like, and there is, I've also you know, I've made double dates this huge thing in my head where I'm like, it's a, it's a rule. I do not go on double dates. Yeah. I would, I would go on a triple date because there's so many numbers. I'm like, we can get lost in those numbers. We can have fun. Cause but you, you a, don't have to perform for people. You don't have to perform for people. And also there is something very performative about double dates, right? Yes. The, especially if you're not like, if you're not actual friends with this couple, True. if you're like, you're a couple that we know, if it's not like, Oh, this is my best friend and her partner. Yes. If you're like, you're just a couple and we're just a couple and now let's go hang out that I absolutely will not do because that is such a thing. Is it like a couple like, off? It's a couple off a hundred percent. Have you ever been in a couple off? I've been in a couple off almost every time I see another couple. Yeah. You're because like, I am we are the better couple. And there's that whole thing like, Oh yeah. How do you guys meet? Like, tell us your story. What was it? Everyone's been on the app and it's yeah. like, Oh, you swiped. Congrats. Don't give a fuck. Nazar and I were long distance for six months. We made it through the wilderness. I'm just like, sing it. Annoying. I made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through. Yeah, that was really good. It's just too, um, it feels like you're performing, like a show of what your relationship is. Okay. And on top of that, I hate going out to dinner with other people. You're a crazy person. I do not like picking out where to, I fuck, oh my God, I fucking hate it. And I don't, I know it's always been bad. Yeah. And I also went through 13 months of sobriety Mm -hmm. during a pandemic so a lot of things have changed for me. Yeah. Coming out of the pandemic, I am experimenting with a little bit of drinking. Mm-hmm. And so for me, a mixture of like having issues with alcohol, being from the Midwest, being really private with my time with my girlfriend and not liking to leave the Valley and not being out to eat in over a year. Yeah. You're, you got a shit storm coming because I do not. What do you, I don't understand the point of going out to eat with people that you are not trying to have sex with. 
That's crazy. Is that fucked up? Tell me the truth. I'm shocked that you don't understand the point. Like going out to eat with people is a... Uh, a, a thing that people do? Yeah, it's a no. a, a universally social... I think, and it, it brings me so much stress and anxiety yeah. leading up to the... And I'm not like a socially awkward person. However, I do save like more levels of intimacy almost exclusively for people that I'm having sex with. Yeah. So when it comes to, and I'm also vegan now. So I'm like, it that's has not going to be a problem. Well, cause we're, we're in LA, yes. but I don't know that. Cause I don't have practice eating out. I was going to say, that's what your girlfriend tells me, dude. That was actually a sick burn. <laughs> Thank you. I like, can't when it comes to platonic friends, you a group of two is a absolutely it's never gonna happen for me i will <laughs> i want to say this to you yeah i yeah. will never go out to eat to a restaurant that i have not been to before for dinner with a friend with that me. is just one-on-one never unless would, we're on the road you would never sit down at a dinner with me never. T- like across Where there's a me. menu and you <laughs> order to a certain like oh well how is the special fucking never you know what's the funniest thing about this is you and i are the closest that i have ever been with a friend yeah absolutely ever. Same. We, we talk about sex toys we like we we're ha- on each other's schedules i know when your period comes we have I'm never all the time. been closer yeah Yet you will not go out to eat with me. I, I would never go out to eat with somebody one-on-one. And that's the most, you think that that is like too intimate. That is the most intimate thing that I could possibly imagine. Sitting across, and you even know, you, I give dating advice yeah. on this podcast. Yeah. I say, you save dinner for somebody you're married to. <laughs> yeah. It paralyzes me to think about going out to dinner. I'm well, all this being said, we're going out we're to going, dinner tonight. We're going out to dinner tonight. Well, not just you and I. No, a group of friends. But you know, I wanted to bail, and I and you know, I've been bitching about it. You have since been. the plans were made. Yes, because I can't fathom the what same we're going to talk about. It's it's so many things for me. Yeah, it's I want a rundown of what we're going to talk about. I realize that I'm like outing myself as a uh, crazy person, a psycho, like yeah. not a psycho, but like um, I have like control issues a hundred percent yes <laughs> which i have been working on in therapy yeah but i have like for me to open up it, it really starts with the person i'm dating and and for me that is where i'm at right now doing it with a group of people at a dinner doesn't seem like i'm ready for it yet right. and as a, a somebody who isn't getting hammered seems impossible i'm so excited for tonight what are we going that's where i'm like so everyone's just gonna show up mm-hmm. and it's not even a birthday that's where it's like if it's somebody's birthday you can shower them with attention let's go around the room say no, one thing we love all about of us, Mackenzie. all of us are gonna have attention there's no it's I, gonna be that's an equal w- equal even if we went out to dinner yeah and then you guys all ate and i just like saying for you I would be so comfortable with that. That I'm like, I could do that all fucking you night. Need, you need events when you get together with people. Mm-hmm. You need like a structured yeah. event. Yes. Whereas this is just going to be a couple gals getting together, having a drink, having a meal, and gabbing. Yeah. And that's where my mind goes like, what is the point of this? The point is, please make sure that I don't like short circuit out yeah. on this dinner. And I, I will. also might bail still. No, you won't. I might. Don't do that. Yeah. I might. (laughs) Well, it is officially June. This episode's coming out on June 2nd. And you know what that means, Ray. June 2nd. Yes. We're in June. My my birthday month. No, June is Pride Month. I don't know if you know this. Oh, my God. I didn't know. You had no idea? I, you know, it changes every year. It does. It does not. (laughs) 
Happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride Month. I can't wait to see the Target section looking tacky as hell. I know. I will buy a snapback, and I won't wear it. Oh, God. I, are snapbacks out? They've They're got, out. They've got to be out, right? They're out. I but jean jackets are in? Yep. Corduroy is very in. in. I'm just, okay, I don't know if you saw, but Bucket like hats. Lego's doing their Pride the, the Lego released like a pride thing this Lego, month. Lego, like as in connect them together, yeah. the blocks? Yeah, they did like a, a red Lego, a green, or, you know, they did like a, a rainbow, rainbow, like Lego, so you could get the whole set, and it's almost like they're little figures, but they're all different colors, but are, when you line them up, they're rainbow. Are all the figures like gay, like protesters? No. <laughs> Is it like Marsha P, small? Mm-hmm. No. So... I guess I'm not understanding how it yeah, relates. That's what I'm saying. They I think they're trying to make gay Legos, but it doesn't really make sense. Make sense. Are you meaning to tell me yeah. that a corporation a corporation <laughs> yes. who actually cares nothing about queer people or understands the queer experience or queer history at all correct, correct. is just throwing a rainbow on their product yes. to sell more during June. Uh, that is exactly what I'm saying. Buy me three hundred of them. <laughs> So you know what June means. It means that all of the major brands are going to release mm-hmm. rainbow products. What's your favorite rainbow branded product for Pride? Ooh, my favorite one. I remember Nike did some shoes, shoes. that looks pretty dope. Yeah. But I also think that Nike, like, athletes are gay. You know what 100%. I mean? Like, Legos are not inherently gay. Right. Because Legos are don't have a sexuality. Right. They're plastic. Right. Whereas like athletes are people and a lot of people are queer who exactly. play sports. So it made more sense for like Nike who has had queer uh, people in their commercials. Yeah. And, you know, it, it made more sense. And I actually liked the design of it. What's your favorite? My favorite by far. Yeah. I do feel like there, there was a Bud Light oh, rainbow yeah. can. I do remember this. And yeah. I was like fucking perfect and bud light makes sense because Lesbians how many love be alls yeah mm-hmm. let's get into some <laughs> also if it's pride month you know what that means what you have to go do something double gay all month yeah so that would be going to dinner with a bunch of gay girls oh my god they are all gay yeah it stresses me out i can't believe i got roped into doing this it's gonna be so much fun i'm gonna miss my girlfriend i know you will do you think COVID, the quarantine fucked me up I think, yeah because yeah. i used to be cooler you used to be way cooler way chiller about my like ocd like tendencies have gotten like 500 times worse i will write down talking points for you please i will put it in my pocket i'm not kidding i, I know can i tell you something yeah why are you already smiling because I think it's hilarious. Tell me. When I first started dating, like way, way, way back in the day. You didn't. I once wrote down questions on a note card. No. Mackenzie, people literally call in and ask us for dating <laughs> advice. Me who just openly short-circuited about going out to dinner with people I love. And you have written down questions to ask women on a date. We should be fired. We should not be allowed to be on this podcast. It was when I was young, young. How young? Like 22. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. It was, it was way, way earlier. And it was truly, I just had no experience in dating. So I didn't know what you asked. It was almost like how you're freaking out about going out tonight. Mm -hmm. I would freak out and be like, well, what do I ask them? Because I don't know them. You and I were so different because I would a hundred times, like go out with somebody I've never met before or even a dinner with strangers that I've never met, start yeah. from zero, get to 10, get to know everything about them. Oh my God. Would love that. 
over like people that actually know me. I'm like, please don't look at me. <laughs> You're such a weirdo. Isn't that crazy? You and I are very, I could do a date with a stranger every single day till I die, not blink or think about it and have a great time. Yeah, we are the opposite. Dinner once a month with friends. We're in trouble. SOS. <laughs> <laughs> are you ready for some good, 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 gay news, news? So I don't know if you saw, but this week, Elliot Page shared a photo of himself yeah. in the trunks yep. and said that they were his first trunks that he had ever gotten. Yeah. And what a sexy pick. I know. Did you love it or what? Yeah, I sent it to Nazara and I was like, how, I said exactly like, how did he get so jacked and yeah. so thin so quickly? But yeah. I'm like, he's already, he's always been thin. Yeah. But I'm like, he's ripped. He has a full like 12 the, pack. Yeah. The 12 pack is what I was obviously looking at. Yeah. And I was like, I- impossible. Impossible I've, burger. I don't know how the fuck he I've did I've been that. out here he's working jacked. every day of my life. Same. You and I are athletes. We are athletes. We work out all the time. We are friends on Apple Watch. Yeah. Is that how you say that? Yeah, it's an Apple Watch. We're friends on Apple Watch? That seems like I'm 300 years old. It probably is. Okay. It's, uh, anyways, that Hot picture pick. came out. Hot pick. Amazing. He looks awesome. And I, I feel know. like when it comes to swimwear, yeah. that can be super uh, stressful. For, uh, like 100%. And well, in general, I think swimwear is stressful. Yeah. And I think especially if you're struggling with your gender identity, swimsuits really live on a binary. And it is yeah. tough. So I think to feel at home in a swimsuit as like a recently out trans person, like it's fucking euphoria and I'm so proud of him. Yeah, it was really beautiful. In other gay news, I don't know if you saw the pictures of Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson all over each other in Australia. Oh, I did. did Wasn't there, was there was a it New Zealand? I forget where it was. Uh, it was a, technically it was a thruple. Mm-hmm. And then it was them and the director of Love and Thunder, the next uh, Thor movie. I feel like that picture really embodied like brunch drunk. It was, they were definitely mimosa, a couple mimosas deep. And you're just And you can see the, in their face, they're like not all there. Yeah. And it looked kind of like sloppy kissing. I loved it. And also the next day or two later, Tessa Thompson was then photographed kissing another man who was at that same party. Fantastic. So she's out here living her best queer life. 100%. Just going around kissing, possibly fucking everyone that she's coming There's in contact with. There's nothing more queer than kissing everyone at a party. I love that. That is like gay 101. It's also very theater kid. Yes. Which is yes. all of these people are just grown up theater kids. That's we forget that. Yeah. That's what Hollywood we is. We really do. We forget that like all these actors and actresses that we grew up with, they are theater kids. Yeah, that are just like getting boners and like rubbing up against each other playing spin the bottle while listening to Lame Is in a basement. Exactly. And like they're way over dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And horny. Yeah, they're overdramatic and horny. <laughs> so, and like at 15 and 16 yes, years old. Uh, and now they're just like celebrities. So yeah. We all know. Like you guys are all a bunch they're of fucking, fucking losers. Dorks. Yeah, they really are dorks. 100%. Another day, another destiny. And that has been it for <gasps> good, 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 gay news, news. So did you want to keep in that Green Lantern thing? <laughs> hey, do you have a Queer of the Week for me? I sure as shit do. Mm-mm. So I'm a blank year old lesbian mother of three children, two of which are adults. And I love being called mama by my children and all their friends. My eldest child sent me a link to your podcast two weeks ago, and I am in love. 
I wanted to nominate my eldest son, Egon, because he is just amazing. He recently underwent gender-confirming surgery and has been so brave in his recovery and committed to himself while educating those around him on supporting the transgender community. Mm -hmm. All this while never losing his sense of humor and sending his old-ass mama a hip and cool podcast to listen to. (laughs) He's a great older brother who always makes time for his younger siblings. He calls his big mama regularly, priming the week ahead on his vast knowledge of astrology. He checks in on his, his other mom, my wife, an ER physician, to make sure she's holding up during these unprecedented times. He love his love is immense and his soul is kind. I'm gonna cry. This is really sweet. Oh my god. And this is why I nominated him for Queer of the Week. They included pictures of the family, and this is the wife, and this is the son here. Oh my god, they're adorable. And another sibling, and this is Big Mama. Oh. This is such like a beautiful, beautiful queer family. family. And Whatever. I know you guys like pictures, so here you go. Cheers, Big Mama. P.S. If you ever need a Mama Les input, please let me know. I'm here. I'm here for that. This is so sweet. I mean, congrats to... So happy Queer of the Week to Egon, and congrats on your surgery and, like, uh, in becoming this, like, beautiful man that you are. This is incredible to see, and the support from your mom... I'm really, really here for this. Me too. That was a really good one. That was a very tender queer of the week. And also, thank you for introducing your mom to the podcast. Womp, womp, womp. And if you're a gay mom, slide in my DMs. No. Oh, sorry. That wasn't no. the point, huh? That was not it the point. It felt right. No. That's not I, what It could have sh- been for anything. No. That's not what we should get from this. It could have been anything. What? You could slide in my DMs for a what? Parenting advice. Get out of here. Get the fuck. All right. I've got a bumble fumble for you. You ready? A boom foom? Yeah. All right, I'm ready. Hi, Rachel and Mackenzie. I've been listening to your podcast for the last few months, and it finally hit me now that I'm all cut up, and I actually do have a bumble fumble to share. Yes. So four years ago, I had just come out after being married to a man for nine years. The world of online dating was new and scary, but very exciting, as my small-town lesbian population included maybe three other women. So the dating apps allowed a farther reach than my small town. I ended up with my first match with a girl on Tinder. I was so nervous when we finally decided to meet in person. Conveniently, I had a work training in her area, so we decided to meet up in our hometown of Madison, Wisconsin. About Woo, two hours. Town, Badger baby, Badger country. About two hours away from where I lived. We hung out at her house, and everything was great. We really hit it off, and I was thrilled to be on my first date with a girl. I left that night to go stay at my brother's house because I didn't want to assume to stay overnight on the first night because, well, she could have been a psycho and we just never know. That's actually a really, that's very smart. Fair. Yeah. We love that. Never assume. Love safety. The next day after my training, I was coming back through Madison on my way home and she called me and asked if I wanted to stop by in her, by at her house to say hi. Hell yeah. With my head in the clouds, I gladly accepted and said I just needed to stop and get some gas and then I would head over. I was practically jumping for joy. As I put the gas pump in my car, it seemed odd that the gas pump didn't quite seem to go into the car like I was expecting, but I didn't think much of it. Uh Uh-oh. I got in my car and started heading towards her house just a couple miles away. My car instantly was acting up. I was pushing the gas, but it seemed only to chug along. I couldn't imagine why this was not working so great. So I'm driving along towards her house, and I happened to glance down at my receipt from the gas station when I realized I put diesel in my car. Absolutely not. I was mortified. I luckily made it to the end of her cul-de-sac before my vehicle completely died. Luckily for me, she was so sweet, so understanding, and really showed me how great she was in a crisis. 
She used her AAA to call me a tow truck and help me figure out how to get back home while my vehicle got fixed over the next few days. $750 later, I learned a valuable lesson to pay attention at the gas station. We're still together four years later, and we often laughed about our first time meeting each other. I refuse to go back to that gas station, though. Hell yeah. Thank you so much for your podcast. You've gotten me through many hours of driving my long-distance relationship. LDR in Wisconsin. Cute. Fuck, so, are those matching jammies? Of course. Shut up. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a bumble fumble. It's less of what we usually. But it's a fumble nonetheless. Because it is. this is a, a snafu on the way to get. Yes. Some action. Some snafu. Some, is that what you call it? That's what I call it. And no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's so confusing. It really takes me out of the moment. To be like, oh, snafu. Like, snatch. My vagina. Let's go. If you guys have any bumble fumbles, email us at two dykes and a mic at gmail.com. And also, if you've emailed one in already and you haven't heard it, it's probably on our Patreon. Yes. And we have been doing a lot of bumble fumbles and ask a dykes that and are a lot of audio messages that are amazing. Really- the recent ones we got were so really good, good stuff. Also, we got a uh, we've rebooted Rachel's Toolbox on Patreon, and I did a Rachel's Toolbox on a sex toy that I have named the Lavender. I, my girlfriend has named the Lavender Menace. Yeah. Which kind of ties in with Pride Month, the Lavender Scare, kind of uprising in Stonewall. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of history, a lot of queer history. Like I'm really referring to like a lot of queer history that I know right. a ton about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as a queer person mm-hmm. who did take a lot of LGBT study classes in college, I'm pretty well informed. And you remember all of it. Of course I do. I know dates and people. And I won't list either at all. <laughs> so you did a, a Rachel's Toolbox on the, the Lavender Menace. Which is a... La- the color of it is a light purple, a.k.a. lavender, a.k.a. lilac. Yeah. And it is uh, a sex toy that penetrates. Like you wouldn't believe. Like you would not believe. Let's just say that. Let's just say this. It would be, this sex toy is much more closely in the world of a robotic mouse at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Than uh, a sex toy that you would have sex with. Like you wouldn't believe. It's it it fucks so slow. Um, so if you want to hear that review, you're gonna want to check out Patreon. Do you have an ask a dyke for me? You know that I do. That was nice. <clears throat> Why, hello there, you amazing dykes. That's us. I'm hoping you can shine some light on something for me. I know you're backed up, so maybe you'll get to this after I have died. <laughs> Oh, wow. Burn unit. Shit. Coming in so hard. But honestly, uh, True. If, if if we have not done your Queer of the Week or your Ask a Dyke, resend it. Because resend it. We, we missed some. We missed a couple. And we're ready. Yeah. <clears throat> so maybe it will help someone else. LOL. Here's my situation. In the past, I have attracted many of the, quote, I was straight before you, and, quote, I'm figuring out my sexuality, or, quote, you're my first girlfriend and I'm not ready for all that comes with socially. Mm. So she's, anyways, I have fully figured out your feelings. I fully support you figuring out your feelings and sexuality on your own terms, but being the counterpart to these relationships has left me feeling used, unappreciated, or taken for granted, and sometimes an invalid part of my partner's life. So I've tried not to be someone's first girlfriend or queer relationship again, but, but have been single for four years since it seems to be what I, what I attract for some reason. What do you hypothesize I could be doing to have this be the case? Mm. I would really like a woman who's comfortable with herself and knows what she wants to do and all the gay things. 
Thank you, thank you. You guys are stellar for representation and inclusivity, especially in these trying times. All the best. So this person who wrote in always attracts the people who seem to be either new to the queer world or still figure yeah. out their sexuality. She's asking, why, did, why is that what I'm attracting and what should I do? Man, I mean, I don't think that it's necessarily her attracting this type of person. I think that a lot of people inherently are trying to figure out their sexuality until, I mean, shit, a lot of people until their 40s, 50s. you know, Even we, beyond. Exactly, yeah. So I, I think that it's not necessarily you're attracting them. I think mm -hmm. that you're attracting people. Yeah. And with that, you're going to get... A lot of those people. ...are still trying to figure out their sexuality. Yeah, I and think I, so, I don't too. think that that's a bad thing. Yeah, I mean, I understand wanting somebody who's like, deeper into their sexuality mm -hmm. and has themselves figured out because sure it's less work but I think that you're gonna find like you should find the person that you connect with the most and it shouldn't be about like where they are in their mm -hmm. sexuality like timeline yeah do you know what I mean absolutely I think that I can definitely relate to this question where I feel like I came out a, a lot earlier than mm -hmm. the people that I know because I came out when I was a senior in high school. Yeah. So I, when I got to college, I was already openly gay. Yeah. And I feel like so many people in college were not there yet where they had established their identity and been out to everyone and yeah. figured it out. So then I had this same feeling where I was like, wow, everyone I'm attracted to, uh, is just figure it out or no one knows they're gay or they have boyfriends or like whatever. And a lot of that ha came from two reasons. Number one, if you're, uh, I mean, although this people's sexuality changes and is fluid and can grow and be defined at any age in your life. Exactly. But a lot of times it's, you'll notice that stuff can sometimes fade away a little bit when you get a little bit older. Yeah. But also, I think that I, when I'm speaking for myself, which I try to do, is that I was also putting out a vibe where I was, like, only attracting people that I was not, like, putting out a vibe where I was getting somebody that I was ready for. Right. And I think that you are getting on, like, a really good point, which is, like, it has less to do where somebody is in their, like, queer journey mm -hmm. and more to do with is this person ready for what a relationship. I bring a relationship yes. with me? Yeah. And that can sometimes be tied to where they're out in, in their like coming out journey. But a lot I of think times it's, it's their not. life. I think it's where they are in their life yeah. as a human. Because there, there are people who have never been with a woman, had one relationship with a woman yeah. or have never experienced a queer relationship or are just new in their own gender identity yes. or maybe, you know, because of whatever circumstances, mm -hmm. maybe certain people in their life know, but they don't live as out as you do. And there's a lot of reasons that for you, you could be because of feeling like used because you're the only out person in your town or feeling like, oh, they're getting what they want and they're figuring out their sexuality, but I've already had it figured out. There's people that are on different journeys and that has nothing to do with how their relationship with you would look. Yeah. And it has a lot more to do with that. That person's not ready for a relationship and it also coincides that they're new gaybies. Yes. But that's not always intertwined. Right. I couldn't agree more. That's why I'm thinking you should go for or put out the vibe that you want somebody who's a little bit more maybe established in life. Sure, yeah. And like maybe a little bit older. Because that, also if you're just trying to say, I want somebody who's 
out and everyone knows and they know exactly who they are. Listen, those people are out there and they still might not be the right person. Exactly. For you. That's not what you should like hang your hat on for the only trait that I'm looking for yeah. because there are so many different types of experiences that people have out there that yeah. hasn't, that doesn't really affect the relationship that you two could have together. Right. And I know that like, it is hard being tokenized as the only out queer person. It sucks. And then you're like, you feel like all these, you know, quote unquote straight girls mm-hmm. are using you for a fun time. And then they always like, but do that's whatever. the key word. Like the fun time is what exactly you're looking. You need to stop looking for people who are just there to have a hookup yeah. and look for somebody who's there for a relationship. And then I think you're going to see a switch in these type of people that totally. you're dating. Totally. I think that that's a such, I think adjusting what you're willing to participate yes. in will really reciprocate the people that show up to your door. Exactly. Because if you're somebody who is like, yeah, it's the same women that aren't meeting me where I'm at. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah. Wonder, you know what? I wonder why. You don't have to say, you don't have to welcome those people in. Exactly. And then I think you will see more people who are ready to step up to the plate and yeah. are looking for the same things that you're looking for. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter when they came out or mm-hmm. whatever their identity may it be, because that shit's always changing and it's always growing and it doesn't really need to affect how you form relationships with people. Yeah. Because even when you are in a relationship and you're in a committed relationship, you're still f- like sexuality is still fluid. You might be changing mm-hmm. it constantly. Yeah, totally. So it, I think it is. Yeah. Find it, somebody who's going to meet you where you are right now. It is such a, we do have to remember, like it's for us people who came out when we were young yeah i think we have a lot of experiences where we feel taken advantage of and Mm -hmm. we feel like lonely and we're like why am i the only one who knows what this is and has figured it out and why can't i find somebody who can meet me there yeah we have to remember that that experience that we have is such a privilege to be able to recognize like I figured out so quickly yeah. that I was gay and that that well, my first sexual experiences are with women and that I came out in a place where it was safe and I was accepted. Not everyone has that privilege. So mm-hmm. moving forward and like understanding that like that doesn't mean that these people don't have their shit together. Yeah. It means that we were super lucky early and not everyone has that privilege. Yeah. So just moving forward with like grace and accepting that you got to meet the, everyone has a different story and it doesn't need to mean that you're like, this is what I need. They need to be out and every and they have to know exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. And it's more about, you have to be open to accepting somebody who has, who's looking for where you're at. And then you can both get what you need. Yeah. That's what I think more important to focus on. I couldn't agree more. Hot. Thank you for the question. Love it. This week we reviewed the movie on Netflix, Mitchell and the Machines. Yes, we did. Okay, this movie animated and recommended by a listener. Huge cast. Mm -hmm. Abby Jacobson. Yeah. Danny McBride, my enemy. Olivia Coleman, Maya Rudolph. Never never heard of her. Bitch. Olivia Coleman's in this. Only if you can't hear her over... Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know she voiced this. Blake Griffin, Eric Andre. I mean, like, it's a... It's a huge cast. Academy Award winners. Big. I mean, that's that's insane. Big budget. I would say this movie is closest to Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Uh, yeah, definitely also one of my in faves. The, in the t- oh, 
one of a, my faves. First of all, no disrespect, a classic. Yeah. Okay. Like, so do good. not look down your nose at that yeah. movie. I know. I, I love, love it. an animated movie. I, know, I love too. like a Netflix original animated movie. When I watched this, I off the bat was like fucking pumped yeah. that we were doing an animated movie. Me too. And it's like a family movie, exactly. which we don't get as many family movies because um the heteronormative patriarchy is yeah. scared of queer people and they think that being queer in a movie makes it uh Mi- extra salacious and, and makes raunchy. the kids will the kids will be gay well it will make them gay yeah and that's my plan <laughs> that's my plan make your the- kids listen to this podcast this is a kid-friendly po- <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh this movie is about a family and basically our lead character is this full-on cutie patootie named katie and that's abby jacobson who is a queer woman herself she was on broad city broad city so let me read you the synapse please a quirky dysfunctional family's road trip is upended when they find themselves in the middle of a robot apocalypse and suddenly become humanity's unlikeliest last hope yeah so it's almost like they're so Katie gets into college mm-hmm. and instead of letting her fly to college, they decide we're going to take a road trip because they want family bonding. Yeah. The father does. Yeah. To drop her off at college. Exactly. So they get in the car, they start going on this road trip and immediately like a major corporation like Apple mm-hmm. uh, launches these new phones with legs, which are they're just robots mm-hmm. and the robots uh, go haywire and mm-hmm. start attacking all humans. Yes. And they are, they're escaping. Yes. So it's a fun, like, family road trip apocalypse movie. But there's a lot of heart in it. And I cried the whole time? Almost the entire time. Yeah. Ever since I turned 50, I've been very emotional. Yes. I will cry at the drop of a hat. I never cried in my 20s. And now here I am weeping. Weeping. And this movie. Because they really focus on this relationship between the dad and the daughter. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it's so sweet. Dad-daughter stuff is... Weeps. Yeah. I cry every time. I'm a... Forget it. A Mm -hmm. family learning from each other and understanding each other and loving. Yeah. I'm a fucking water show. I am a water park. Uh, I am over here sea world. Yes. Splash zone. Hashtag blackfish. Hashtag look it up. No, don't. No. Look it up. But wait, I'm I I can hear the listeners now going, what wait, the hell no. is gay about this? So the daughter is gay. But I have to say, yeah. It took me texting you halfway through the movie to be like, "Hey, oh, and why, what's gay about you didn't this?" You just text you scream texted at me. <laughs> I scream text you, you a lot. You scream texted, "Where are the titties?" No, I said, "What gay?" Gay where? <laughs> yeah, gay where? <laughs> uh, so the daughter <laughs> it is established in a Probably less overt way than you're used to. I wanted hardcore animation, <laughs> lesbian sex. Dude, you wanted Cloudy with a chance of Puss. vagina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get it. I didn't get it. You stupid little horn dog over there. This is a wholesome movie. I watched it six in the morning, by the way. Oh. And I was like, show me the terror. You want to see. You wanted to see what's the hen- hentai. <laughs> I'm fully kidding. I want you to know. I, I mean, kind of. I wanted at least a kiss. Well, I wanted more overt. Here's why I liked it. Mm-hmm. This movie shows the family she's already out. So yeah. we don't have to see the child. And a lot of times when it's kids and parent and mm-hmm. the kid is queer, it really hinges on 
now they're coming out. We're, yes. in clo- we're, we're in the closet. We're in high school. And it's a very dramatic time for a lot of queer people. Yeah. This starts on, it's implied that she's already come out to the family and it's not a big deal. She is shown with that. like a I rainbow pin. Yeah. And also one of my favorite like queer parts of the movie she talks about how she's been through many phases. She's like doing her like monologue. She's like, mm-hmm. I've been through a lot of different phases and I've figured out who I am. Yeah. And she, it intercuts the different like lesbian styles that I feel like a lot of us had. See, gone through. I didn't see that as lesbian styles. I saw that as like young, a, a lot of young women go through different styles. But the fedora. I think that's just like she had bad fashion. No, no, no. She had bad gay fashion. I was, and that was really cute. Really? So I, because I, you know, as you know, uh, grew up gay and had bad fashion and yes. I never had a fedora. So to me, it didn't strike. <sighs> yeah. It didn't Maybe hit it home. Was more, it hit, it hit home hard for me because I was okay. like, I used to wear vests that's with insane. t-shirts What do you mean used to? Day. I still have them. Yeah. You've got them. some pretty questionable gay, like classic gay teen okay. stuff. If that's what you want to call it. I mean, I'm, it is questionable <laughs> it's for really, sure, really but it's gay nonetheless. <laughs> but there was like, that's what I appreciated about this movie mm-hmm. was that we just have a queer character and in a family film and yes. animated where it is, she's accepted yeah. and she's talking about her crush Jade the entire time. And we don't have that. Well, who's Jade? Yeah. We don't have that. Well, what does this mean? It's already been done. So we're seeing a queer person having crushes on girls, having like gay pride pins yeah. and moving forward in her adulthood as a queer And there's person. no question about no it. No question. Yeah. Her family has her back. Yeah. And even at the very end of the movie where Jay, or nope, uh, Katie finally makes it to college. Yeah. And she started to hang out with Jade and her mom, they're on a Zoom and her mom's like, are you going to bring Jade home for Christmas? So cute. And that I think is like... The gay, you know, dream, which is is just to have your parents seamlessly having your back and you can be who you are and having them not even just like reluctantly accepting you and being like, you know, we're going to get through it, but saying like, hey, are you going to bring that girl home from college you have a crush on? I love it. It's every gay kid's dream. It's every gay kid's dream and it is so refreshing to see. And the fact that this movie is about a robot apocalypse, it's like, yeah, let our queer teen be in this stupid, like, rom commy mm-hmm. action kids movie. Yeah. While at the same time ends up with the girl. I loved you it. You know, I thought yeah. it was great. I, like, thought it was, like, really good, and it was funny, and it was stupid, and you can watch it with everyone. And just, like, having queer characters in there without, like, completely ignoring their well, sexuality. It's going to normalize it. Exactly. It's just going to be great. like, oh, now we can start having Disney movies with queer characters. Exactly. And, and that it's not, like... It's not taboo and it's not going to have, I mean, I'm sure this has like so many, what are those? The Christian moms. I don't even know. Is it? Because it's like, what if it goes under the radar? It went under your radar and you're gay as fuck. You think everyone's gay. I do. You even think that my Peloton's gay. I do. Your Peloton is bi for sure. For sure bi. Uh, How many gloves do you give this movie? Mm, I give it four. Yeah. I would like it gayer. But that's not the purpose of this movie. I agree. And that's kind of where at the beginning I was like, I wish it was a little bit more overt, but I actually think having family friendly movies like this on huge networks like Netflix Mm -hmm. and have it be subtly gay, but still the lead is gay. Right. I loved it. I think it's amazing. I think it's great that it's important. It's not to say that, you know, people don't have coming out stories. 
It's that we've seen that. And there are that's also, all we've seen. There's also times where it's like, that isn't the story. So it's like, show it. And also it's not fun. I'm sorry. I'm oh God, fucking so sick of sitting down and watching coming out stories. I, I, I lived it. through it. Literally. I'm like, I'm good. If I wanted to live through it, I could just go into my memory. Yeah. It's to me, it's very much a straight, straight people are like, let's live in this trauma. Yeah. Which is nobody fucking wants no, to straight people should, um, cool it yeah it you know what it reminds me of hmm. it's similar to like the movie stepmom where you're like you see it once ball your eyes out and you never ever want to see another one of those again absolutely because you're like that's traumatizing yeah you can't go back in there yeah i'm like no that was a one and done thank you yeah whereas shrek i could watch and this to me is on the shrek level of like it's fun it's yep. easy it's kid friendly and it's also bringing up issues about like our relationship with technology yeah, like yeah. there's a lot of fun things going on here. i liked it and it, it was so heartfelt the yeah. family like learned and grow from each other i thought it was really sweet grew no growed i think is right i'm not taking it back leave it in the edit or i quit i also give it no four. <laughs> you have to wait till i ask you mackenzie just to get, mackenzie let me finish the episode mackenzie how many gloves did you give it? I give it four out of five. I don't know why you're laughing so much. Because <laughs> you refuse to let me finish. On my time. <laughs> I give it four out of five. All the same things. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Oh, my God. High five my foot. Uh, next week, we are watching Master of None season three. Yeah. And I am so excited. Lena Waithe. It's actually. Weena Laith. Weena <laughs> All right, I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. I'm Rachel Scanlon. Go do something gay today. We are the greatest dykes in the world. Mackenzie Goodwin. Rachel Scanlon. Worldwide dykes for life. Hey, two dykes, two dykes.